Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, Southstand chum, Mr. Paul Levy. Hello, thank you, and welcome back to episode number 19. Uh, first of all, as always, like to thank everybody for their interaction on the social media sites, uh, Twitter uh, predominantly, all the retweets, uh, all the new followers, which we had a massive surge on on yesterday uh, afternoon evening. It's amazing what a win can do for you. Absolutely. Um, so yes, thank you very much. And, and having reached the thousand milestone, uh, we are really quite chuffed that we are still going and we've reached a thousand. So thank you to everybody who's helped support us, who listen every week. Um, and you know it, it's opened a lot of doors to help us to to bring more information out into the uh, into the Orient community. Yeah, we're so glad we've done it. You know, we've met some, yeah. some great people, met lots of fellow fans, we've met people who work at the club. Yeah, and we're just so grateful that you know we've reached the milestone because it's what we were aiming for. Yeah, and we can't believe how well the podcast has taken off and how engaging everyone's been. So uh, long may that continue. And we've had some uh, some good plugs from some Orient legends. Yeah, and uh, here they are. It's Matt Lockwood, and you're listening to the Orient Outlook podcast. Hi, I'm Scott Cuthbert, and you're listening to the Orient Outlook podcast. Hi, I'm Nathan Clark, and you're listening to the Orient Outlook podcast. Thank you very much to Dave, Matt, Nathan, and Scotty C. Um, So here we are, it's Sunday the 23rd of November, and believe it or not, we're about to talk about our very, very first home win uh, in the league this season. So it just shows you what a difference a year uh, actually makes in, in football. Last year, uh, the talk of the town was when will, our, when will we lose our first game of the season? And up until yesterday, it was when will we win our first home game of the season? So a very, very contrasting years. Um, however, our Orient fans, we've, we've stuck together through some very tough times and we should be very proud of the team this week. Uh, this week we're very delighted to be able to offer a positive podcast for once and talk about a very, very good home win. Uh, but some podcast business first. and We've reached over a 1,000 Twitter followers, as I mentioned earlier. Um, however, you know we know that there's more of you out there, so who are we missing? Spread the word, please, at your colleges, your schools, your workplaces, your social circles. Everyone and anyone who might have a passing interest in Orient as a second team, whoever they are. Uh, let us know, get in touch with us, get them to follow us so that we can retweet their comments as well, but always include at Orient Outlook within those tweets so that we know that they're directed at us. That was beautifully said. That was was amazing, so well done. So uh, to commence, we'll give you some reviews that we had for episode 18, so thanks for all your feedback. You know, we we try and take everyone's feedback and we try and improve our podcast based on the feedback. So Matt Simpson at West End O said, excellent episode this week, guys. And thanks for the shout-out, much appreciated. Yeah, good blog as well, read that this week, Matt. Uh, Good stuff, very uh, humorous read as always. Dave Toms at Orient Dave, another good listen, guys, up the O's. JH at Ian Many Rene John said, listen to the podcast on the train today, lads. Made the journey go a lot quicker, good work. Glad to hear that. Les at Les underscore Bristow, calling all hashtag LOFC fans. Do catch the At Orient Outlook podcast episode 18 this week. A good listen for any fan. Covers the last two weeks of drama at the club. Ryan Cameron Linden at Linden Orient said, Good listen. I was feeling unwell this afternoon and the 41 minutes where I was relaxed made me feel better. Well done again. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, Mr. Peter Simpson, I'm famous. Thanks, lads. Great podcast. <laughs> Keep up the good work. 
at David Twelve Lloyd said, "Cheers for the shout out. I enjoyed this week's podcast even more than usual." <laughs> Up the O's, thanks, David. Uh, Jason Douglas at Jason Doe six five seven six one six five two. I don't know what that number might signify. Great work, lads. Look forward to the episode. Come on, you O's. And at David G Boone said, "Very informative podcast. Professional, concise, and calm. Well done. Calm in the face of adversity. I like that." They <laughs> um, at David says three. Really enjoyed the podcast, lads. Top stuff. Look forward to the next one. Hopefully, some positive things to talk about. Well, so funny you should say that, David. Yeah, and uh, thanks again for all your feedback. We love the reviews, so you know, just keep them coming. You can tweet us at Orient Outlook or email us at Orient Outlook at Outlook dot Come. So our last podcast was recorded on Sunday, uh, last Sunday afternoon. That was prior to us seeing the Gillingham goals. So we'll just yeah. recap that very quickly. Very disappointing goals yeah. um, to concede. All three looked like they could have been prevented. Avoided. Be it defensively to a man marking uh, legs, legs two headers, or whether yeah. Legends actually might have wanted to have dived to kept the first one out. Well, if you're a keeper, you'd think that you know diving's a basic skill. It's prerequisite, isn't it? Really, but it's necessary. You know, we thought we'd just touch on it because Scotty C, one of our heroes, one of the players of the season, I'd say, came out with a great quote on Monday. Yeah. He said, I will hold my hands up for the last goal. That was my man who scored and I'm massively disappointed. I just switched off a little bit. I thought I was going to win the header and the guy is coming with his foot and beat me to the ball. It's gut-wrenching to get ourselves back in the game against 10 men and then to switch off at a corner is massively frustrating. Yeah, it's happened a lot switching off at like, key moments for us this season, so it's nice to know it's it's noted that that has actually happened. Oh, you've I got think. to say to Scotty C, well done, holding your yeah. hands up. You know, everyone makes mistakes. Bad time to make a mistake, terrible time. Terrible match to do it, but fair play. You know, I can't remember too many Scotty C mistakes in his Orient career. So, you know, Scott, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. No more, and fair play to you. Absolutely. So following that defeat, uh, Mauro uh, was quoted as saying that the crew game is now even bigger for us. So um, I don't know if he was trying to be clever there or to kind of try and motivate the players. Um, I think he's being honest. It, it really yeah, did. It was. Because Gillingham were around, were around us at that time. So Absolutely. So Mauro kind of built up the pressure to Saturday's game. Yeah. On Monday, it was also announced that the Gillingham away match in the JPT Trophy will be played uh, on Saturday, 6th of December. So... That's one. Uh, yep. That's a wonderful footballing sense. Both teams knocked out of the FA Cup first rounds. Had a free Saturday in their calendar, and fair play. You know, it's going to happen on Saturday, which means that we won't have a midweek game. I think the following the following week. So fair play to the JPT or whoever kind of sorts out the fixtures. So that we played on the sixth of December. If you don't mind getting rained on or getting wet because there's no roof covering the stand, get yourself down there and support the O's. A lot of common sense prevailing there. Um, Good to see. Then uh, Monday night, um, news emerged that uh, our ground at Brisbane Road has been listed as a community asset by Waltham Forest Council and uh, essentially the loft, the Leighton Orient Fans Trust, to which I am a member of, um, done some great work by doing this. So essentially, at the moment, Matchroom Sport own the ground. So Barry Hearn's company own the ground. He's a fan. He's not going to do anything underhand despite what all the... Um, the haters might think out there or those that don't really like Barry Hearn that much so essentially what it means is us Orient fans will have the right to bid to buy their ground if it's put up for sale after it's made a listed community asset by the local council the Matram Stadium Brisbane Road has become an asset of community value after an application by the fans trust to Waltham Forest Council was granted this week 
asset of community value status gives interested community groups such as Loft the option of organising a buyout of the ground should it be put up for sale. A community group would have six weeks to register an interest and then up to six months to organise a bid should they choose to do so. Brisbane Road is the latest of a number of grounds to be granted ACV status as supporters groups up and down the country organise to protect their stadiums and gain recognition for their vital community role. So far a total of 29 grounds are now listed by their local authorities. That is massive news for the club and that is an amazing piece of news so it kind of guarantees that Orient fans could buy Brisbane Road if needed to which, which is massive so it's in our own hands should anything aloof happen should yeah. Shetty decide to walk should Hearn decide he wants to kind of do anything a bit dodgy with the ground so great piece of news there it's all on the if if we can raise the finance should it be put up for sale depending on what well, it's worth at that time so hopefully that will never come into it hopefully oh, I hope it not. Be I'm, sure, point. I'm sure Barry's intentions are, are decent enough that that won't ever need to be an issue so on Tuesday Jenny Game ticket uh, details were announced for JPT adults it will only cost you £12 to get into that match uh, under 18 and concessions will cost you £6 and if you're lucky enough to be under 12 it will cost you a quid so get down there I mean it'd be a massive game if we win that yeah. we find ourselves in a regional final Yeah, a two-legged regional final and if we win that it's Wembley again Wembley again yeah Although let's leave that one alone though <laughs> um, on Wednesday um, uh, Joby Macker for those of you that aren't aware Joby Mackenough was called up to the uh, Jamaica first uh, team national squad and a bit of success and congratulations to Mr McEnough and his uh, colleagues because they actually won the Caribbean Cup. So congratulations yeah. to the Reggae Reggae boys. Well done, Joby. I also understand from what I've read that it actually means that um, because of that win, it, it basically means that they will be, uh, they've qualified for a special edition of the Copa America Centenario, which is the 100th anniversary of the South American Championships, which happens in June 2016. So, oh, so pre-season then. Bit of a bonus. Yeah. yeah, it means he probably won't get much of a pre-season at all because he'll be out playing post 2015-16 season then he'll need a rest so great news wherever he is wherever yeah, that may be absolutely but yeah good news well done so on the uh, website one of our um, followers emailed us and gave us the quote from the website that said Mackinough continued his talismanic performance in the midfield dribbling scheming orchestrating cute one-two passes and having a go at goal himself at times um, to which Darren's comment was this must obviously be another Mackinough, who I'm not aware of, so I've never had the pleasure to witness these traits. Either that or it's the climate of rum-induced hallucinations. <laughs> By the commentator or the player. <laughs> Great comment, Darren. Thanks for your feedback. Um, so, on Wednesday night, we asked you on Twitter, a lot of debate going on about the defence. Yeah. Who do you think is our best defence? So, in episode 18, we said the best defence in our eyes, at the moment, as it stood, would be the Sainler left-back, Lowry and Cuthbert centre-backs, and Omazuzi right back on current form. Yep. So some great points made. And thanks to all those of you who fed back. Bristol Orient at Matt J. Nash said, um, I agree with you, but it would also be interesting to see Desena on the left midfield and Cox on the right midfield. It might solve our wide problems. Hashtag, we need two Desenas. <laughs> Hashtag, we need 11 Desenas, mate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll come on to that later on. But at Vinny873, don't think I've ever seen Omo have a good game at right back. Keep Cuthbert at right back with Lowry and Baldry and Dosena. Can't agree with you on Baldry, I'm afraid. Not on current form. I like Baldry. Uh, excuse me, at Con Murray. Uh, said neither keeper seems to be able to keep a clean sheet. We need to find one consistent backline and then give them time to gel. True. That's a very good point there. Yeah. Uh, Con. 
At Mark WJ Savage, spot on, that should be our back four. At David Sears Free, so I totally agree with that back four, but is there any chance we can recall Granger? <laughs> Good point. It's only just gone. Yeah. Um, Jim Dale at Mr. Underscore T82, certainly agree with that. Still a question mark of goalkeeping. Ledge looks the least mistake prone to me, so gets the nod. Yeah, good um, point, good point. It's, it's a point that we were discussing in the South Stand yesterday, actually, at, at half-time, uh, me and a couple of other guys. And general, I think the, the, the general opinion of those that were involved in that discussion were that neither Legdins or Woods are sort of really good enough. I personally see Legdins to be quite similar to Jamie Jones in that he's, a, he's gen, generally a good shot-stopper, um, not good as an overall goalkeeper. And I, I, find, it, I find it a little bit... Um, I can't quite fathom it out as to why, despite a poor display last week, he managed to keep his place in the squad when Woods got dropped instantly, Legdins came back. So when Woods played, I didn't really see him do too much wrong um, when he was in goal. So I, I feel it's a bit harsh to drop him. I know others have said that about it being him parrying shots out. And yeah, he doesn't seem to be able to... I don't know, when you look at the goals we conceded, sometimes Woods can be blamed for them you know the Coventry at home last minute he could have done better with the punch in most people's eyes uh, but Mauro obviously likes what he sees from Ledger's more than what he does from Woods you know as you said Ledger's been recalled straight to the team when he's fit again and Woods dropped and I think I think we're going to be seeing Ledger's as the number one choice mm. um, it'd be great if you could merge the two keepers then you'd have a great keeper yeah, you but they both seem yeah prone to your mistake Ledger's away to Gillingham last week definitely for the first goal at least for me he was at fault uh I'd say for Legs' second goal as well. Yeah. Although possibly. you could argue that the man should have jumped and put him under a bit more pressure, but he still just seemed to just watch it, go, almost watch it go in. But then on the flip side, I remember losing at home to Rochdale early in the season, and Woods, you know, parried one shot into their striker's path to all, and then, you know, when Rochdale scored the winner, should Woods be getting beaten at his far post? You know, lots of things to talk about. Mm. I wonder how Dearden's working with those two in training and what he's going through. But yeah. at the moment, you'd say Mauro is definitely. Um, behind legends I would say so lead on to Thursday news that hasn't been widely documented but we believe Dutch midfielder Tim Vinken is on trial he had been at De Grafschap for the last two years um, so it remains to be seen whether he will get signed but that is a good note I think because Mao's obviously spotting where he thinks there are weaknesses in the team yeah. Joby hasn't really set the world alight Pritch yeah. isn't really a winger no so it's good I to like see that Bridge. Mauro kind of, I think, is aware of where needs strengthening. You know, if this if this guy's a good right midfielder and can play wide and yeah. he's half decent, then yeah. as a free agent, sign him up. Yeah. And I can't remember too many um, Dutch Orient players, if any. So if you Wim, if you do, um, he was Belgian, money with Walsh. Yeah, Wim was Belgian. That was the first one I thought of. Yeah. So if you can think of any Dutch Orient players, because I can't, let us know. Give us a shout on Twitter or give us yeah. an email. Uh, but it'd be good to kind of have another kind of. I do like Pritch, though. I've got to say. His endeavour and his work rate is, is good on that. For not naturally being a right winger, I, yeah. I like him. Yep. And then on Thursday, Mario, uh, Mauro Milanese gave his standard sort of uh, interview, guarding, uh, scheduled interview. Uh, he said, I believe in the team because I've seen how they are playing in the games. I've seen how many chances we've had compared to other teams. We are confident. I am focused on this weekend and confident we will win our next game. I'm not worried about a relegation battle because I've seen the performances and we are still creating chances. Very sensible. Yeah. Um, we're very close to scoring more than the opponents. We need to be a bit more clinical and concentrate better at the back when we defend because at the moment we are paying for every little mistake we make. I think Mauro hit the nail on the head there. No, I think bang that's on. a very good interview. Very, a very honest. Astute. A very, yeah, a very good balanced view. 
He's not kidding himself. He knows where the problems are, yeah. where they lie. And I think that's been a good pattern over the last three, four weeks. Mauro talking in the midweek or... It's talking sense. Or post-match. Seems to have a good grip. For someone who's not managed before, seems to be aware of where the problems lie and is trying to address them. And as we've said before, you can clearly see the way Mauro is trying to get the team to play football. I like it. From the way he's taken over. So, you know, a lot of haters when he first got the job. And I think he's probably starting to win a vast majority of them over. The sensible people will be won over or wouldn't have been in, yeah. in such a negative place in the first place. It's only those that think sort of hot-headedly. Uh, and I used to be one of those people, but I take, try to take a step back now and look at things. But he talks the right talk. And talks he the seems right to talk. be getting you know the ball on the ground. None of this long ball stuff. He just needs to sort his hair out. Well, one step at a time. <laughs> Let's not push things too quickly. Uh, and on Thursday, uh, news from our division, Jermaine Beckford has gone on loan to Preston. Mm. Um, Preston have a good knack of signing these good championship players on loan so last year they got Davis on loan from Bolton Kurt, not not Kevin Davis the other Davis guy whose first name I've forgotten who got him a lot of goals this time I've got Beckford should we be aiming for these type of players because that is a great deal you know financially we could probably afford players like that mm. um, so should we be aiming higher you know I know we've got loan players such as Josh right yeah um, and Jack Price mm. but Preston are going out and getting proven championship players Mm. So could we be aiming maybe possibly a bit higher? Mm. I don't know. One for Machete, I guess, but just something I noted. And you know, Beckford at this level, if he gets cracking and is fit, him and Joe Garner, they will rip defenders on to form. shreds. On he's been on form for quite a bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. At Leeds, he was good. Yeah, very good player. Then on Friday, um, Romain Vincelo quote. Yeah. We need to stick together. If we're to start to think individually, then we'll fall apart. We are a team. So a lot of interviews this week, and the same message coming out of it, we need to be unified, need to make Brisbane Road a hard place to come to. Yeah, like last um, season. Yeah, and it was just great to see everyone pulling in the same direction. Yeah. Which leads us nicely on to the crew game. Absolutely, um, Before yes. the match, it was noted that Dean Saunders was there. A few people speculating why. Um, but Paul, you knew the reason why? Yeah, I put two and two together really and did a bit of a Google search on him and it, it turns out his son Callum Saunders is the number 14 for crew. So I guess it was nothing more than just yeah. coming to support his son. So Dean Saunders will not be the Orient manager anytime <laughs> soon or no, joining no. our ranks. So Director of football or whatever you want to call it, nothing like that. I yeah. think it was just the legitimate he was watching his boy play. So we tried to get out and do our view from the street on Saturday afternoon, but we were just too busy um, and just too disorganised. So <laughs> apologies for not making it to the supporters club. Um, the hectic lifestyle we leave of international playboys means we're uh, <laughs> quite difficult to get out there. <laughs> so the team was announced um, for Saturday. Adam Legends got the nod again in goal. Yep. Defence was Desaina left back, Clark and Cuff but centre backs and Omazuzi right back. On the midfield, Cox on the left wing, Vincent <coughs> right in the middle, with Pritchard on the right, and starting up front, Dagnall and Plasmati. Substitutes bench, Woods, Sawyer, Baudry, Bat, Mooney, McEnough, and a welcome return for Mr Jack Price. Yep, welcome back. I think it's worth noting also that the amount of injuries we have and the players unavailable, so players like Lisby, Lowry, Henderson, Simpson, James and Bartley, all still out injured. Amazing squad. And, and you've got to think yeah. out of that lot, at least Lowry... Uh, Simpson and James at least first team and you think there should probably be a place on the bench for Lisby uh, Henderson probably Bartley so some big big section um, choices to make when all the players are back fit but great choices to have shows you the strength for the squad it's a great problem to have it's not, we haven't had that headache this season but but hopefully we will do at some point soon so uh, Lowry and Simpson um, obviously injured so Omazuzi and Dagnall fell in uh, got placed in uh, this time yep. uh, Clark over Baldry I'm assuming that's because 
maybe forming his, his team captain and right over Price, uh, you've sort of noted, but obviously with Price only just coming back from yeah. the treatment from the injury, it's obviously a bit too soon to rush him back. For me, I would pick Price over Wright when he's fit, but we'll see. Yeah. Right, Wright might go on a massive, you know, kind of mass mental kind of goal-scoring surge and I can find myself disagreeing in a couple yeah. of weeks. So your views on that um, selection, at Andrew underscore Griffin said, I reckon that's a nicely attacking a physical team. Yeah. Hopefully bring back some pizzazz and heart. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, at David Warsfield, huge weakness at the centre of defence. Also would have preferred Mooney to Dagnall. Mm. Probably after the match, you probably might be saying something different. <laughs> but, uh, at Sam Cas, with the quality we have on the bench today as well, we have enough to win. But this is Orient. Yeah, Great yeah, point, that's that. At J underscore Bowie, Mooney nearly scored 20 goals last year. He should be starting every game over Plasmati and not a fringe player. Again, another player just returning from injury. Yeah, but Don't want to rush him back. Great point, Jay. My love for Mooney seems to be getting bigger and bigger by the week. So, great point there. Well, Philip, both, both scored yesterday. So yep, Philip Geddes at PGED Orient said, when Plastic Matty starts, that tells me that Pratt Shetty picked the team. I like what you've done there, Philip. Very nice. Howard Gould at Gould Howard, who is the community officer at Leighton Orient. Love football, all about opinions. Hashtag rise again, hashtag up the O's. Vince Howard at VinnieH73 said, Clark and Cuthbert as centre-halves. We've been there before and that doesn't work. At Simon Bedford, best available today, arguably Baldry instead of Clark. More balance though. I know you don't like Baldry, but I think Baldry is a better footballer than Clark. Not necessarily a better defender, but a better footballer. Yeah, I agree with you. Who, but unfortunately, Borgia has a tendency to switch off massively. <laughs> but as a, as a footballer, yeah, no question. As probably a, a defender, someone who can concentrate more, it's Clark. Yes, um, agree. So thanks for your feedback. And as always, we asked you before the match to tweet your seat, and it's still going strong. And we love getting people's you know seats you, and yeah, views. Yeah, absolutely, because we sit in the south, south stand. stand. So. Yeah. So thanks to the following people, Robert Hawkes at Harlow Orient, uh, at VinnieH73, Matt, Matty Evans at Matty LOFC, uh, at The Authentic Gaz, uh, JH at Ian, Manny, Renee and John, at Stephen underscore Denham, Lukey Boy at Luke BR1998, at SE16 O, at Jessica Diddy456, at DazOs0, at Les underscore Brisdow. At uh, Yasin underscore Saturn. Billericky Dicky at Dick Blenko. At Mike Brown Music, regular contributor on our Twitter feed. Mike, thanks very much for that, mate. Yeah, thanks for all your tweet your seats. Keep them coming. We'll ask you to do it again before the Peterborough match, which uh, will be an awesome match. Absolutely. Can't wait for that one. So the match started. Paul? Who, sorry, uh, just on Peterborough, just signed Aaron McLean back on loan. Oh, yeah. Speaking of good players moving about the league. However, I think should they lose next week, their manager's probably in for curtains. Maybe. But we well, will see. their chairman tweeted, didn't he? So yeah. things will change there. So, um, game started reasonably brightly and then there was a, f a flash of brilliance from De Sena. Uh, outstanding effort. Saw him volley the ball uh, for our first effort on uh, on target. Um, some might have said that was a fluke, but I actually saw him pointing to what he was actually going to do. So he caught that so sweetly. That would have been one of the best goals Brisbane Road had ever seen. Yeah, He caught it sweetly, but fortunately it was so far out. The keeper kind of was well positioned anyway. Yeah. He had time to kind of make it. And it lost its momentum because he was so far. Yeah. He literally just kept it in and just swiveled his hips and caught his foot round it and just smashed it at goal. In terms of technique, though, that was a <laughs> superb technique. Hit it beautifully. Uh, and shortly after that, we took the lead. 
through a Plasmati header, a beautiful ball from Dags, kind of took out both their centre-backs, and Plasmati, to be fair, rose very well, Yeah, headed it nicely past the keeper, yeah, into the bottom corner. Uh, it was great, though, because as it came up to him, you knew he was going to score. It wasn't one of those where you're like, I think he's going to miss this. Hit his head beautifully, 1-0. And for me, it was always going to be the first goal would be the turning point in that match. As yeah. soon as we took the lead, I, I knew we'd go on to win that um, match. Although, however, just before Plasmati scored... You did I, say to me that he's not he's not doing so well and you're not liking him very much. And then I, I tapped you on the shoulder and said, "Sorry, uh, say, say that again." I mean, so I'll say that. But I'll say that every match if it means Plasmatic plus going to score scores, two minutes yeah. after. Yep. happy to have that Groundhog Day type convo with you. Um, and then um, Dagnall uh, before half time, uh, we went in at two 0 Dagnall uh, with another superb finish, smashed it into the bottom corner. Yeah, great ball from Josh, Josh Wright. Wright. Found him well. Yep. And Dagnall kind of took a step back to line up the shot. Uh, got a lot of, lot of power onto it. Really hit it well. Yeah, great um, goal. Great goal. So we went in at half-time, 2-0 up. Our thoughts, good half. Both goals very well taken. First goal lifted the pressure off the team, galvanised the players. It did. And after the second goal, all the players looked confident. Nice passing moves. All players wanted the ball, which was fantastic to see. Yeah. And then a couple of tweets came in at half-time. At best, Snooker JP. Little scrappy first half, but two great goals made a nice, healthy lead. Come on, you O's. Yeah, Gary Jeffrey at the Authentic Gaz. It's a 2 up at half-time. At least we can't lose this one on penalties. <laughs> <laughs> Bradley Ackers at Bradley Ackers 95. I'm happy we are 2 nil up, but not getting excited yet. This isn't the first time we've been 2 nil up at yeah. half-time. Yeah, absolutely. It's still, still ingrained in people's oh, memories, It's been for many years. So attendance got announced. Attendance was 5,500, which was great to see. Yeah. 314 away fans, which means 5,200 fans yeah. for a game against not really a big club. No. In a bottom of the table clash. So great to see all some fans returning. In particular, the East Stand was packed yeah. um, with loads of kids from local schools who would be given free tickets, and I think that's a great thing that Orient are doing. Obviously, with West Ham about to take the Olympic Stadium, mm. um, it's kind of a chance to entwine Orient into the hearts of the next generation. That's right. That's where they're going to come from. And they saw four goals yesterday, so... Saw four goals. They want to come back, hopefully. Fill the stadium, get the atmosphere going. It makes sense for kind of everyone to do so yeah so I reckon we should do that as much as we can you know shows we've changed, turned a corner as well because once upon a time when we used to do this initiative we'd always lose yeah well we're getting there and they'd never obviously want to come back so I guarantee all those kids will be back for the Peterborough game yeah more than likely so second half kicked off Mooney came off for Plasmati in the around about the hour mark Plasmati again absolutely knackered although he's got a lovely haircut cut, cut his hair looks yeah. a bit uh, <clears throat> grown his beard a bit Yes, probably the Essex effect starting to come in. <laughs> Next week, he'll have the side parting. Yeah. Probably. And uh, shortly after, we made it 3 0, killed the game off. Uh, Vince Lowe played in Dagnall, took a good first touch. Maybe could have done better with his own shot. Should have done better with his shot. Yeah, keep should have buried it. Great anticipation by Dean Cox. 3 0. Yeah, game absolutely. over. All done. Yeah. And then shortly after that, crew pulled a goal back. Um, can't blame the keeper for that. You might have argued that the defence might or the midfield might have pushed out and. Closed him down um, a little bit quicker, but he didn't. The guy got their sh- the crew guy got their shot off, made it three one with about twenty minutes to go. Yeah. So that was on the seventieth minute. And the crew kind of had a, a period of domination for the next 10, yeah. 15 minutes. Bit of momentum. We only kept it from being three one by a fantastic save by Legends, a great reflex save to keep it at three one. I'm glad he did because if they would have scored that, the last five minutes would have been as nervy as hell. Yeah. And then we took it down the other end. Kind of they were going for it, and then we kind of broke away. Um, Dagnall, two on one we had at one point yep, with Dag- their right back to be fair Dagnall he could have been a lot more selfish there. could have taken on his man and tried the shot once upon a time he would have done yeah instead squared it to Mooney making his first home league appearance of the season for a tap in 
great finish, Moon. Yeah. Moon doesn't miss those yeah. to give us a 4-1 lead. And we saw two beautiful goals down the south stand. Absolutely, which makes a very big change. But just prior to that, Sawyer came on for Desena. So obviously he's not fully match fit yet. So that made perfect sense. And we had a comfortable lead. So again, another sensible, yeah. you know, don't let the guy get injured for being knackered too much. Absolutely. Perfect. So the final whistle win, rocking all over the world chimes up. For the first and we, time. We celebrate our first home win since beautiful. the peak of our playoff. <laughs> Bloody hell. Long time. So reaction to the win, Milanese came out and said, I'm delighted um, for everyone. We showed quality today and got the result we deserved. Mauro, couldn't agree more with you. And good to see players tweeting again. Well, to be fair to Dino, Dino tweets all the time. He does, yeah. Uh, Good good, good boy, Dean. Yeah, at Dean underscore seven cocks said, get in there. Great feeling to win. Great support today. We need to build on this. Followed up by Adam Legdins. Get in there. What a performance in the face of adversity. Thought the fans were superb, I must say. Absolutely. And this, this result has been coming for some time, in my opinion. You can see the way the, the boys of Marrow's transformed the way we've played. Sometimes it's a bit difficult to see these sorts of things in the cold light of day, but with, with the benefit of being able to reflect... You know, we've we've seen the team play well in fits and spurts, but but we've never hurt teams like we know how we can, uh, and like we did today. Dagnall has arguably had his best game in an Orient shirt, being involved in all four goals. Yeah, Dag, I I, I agree with that. Dagnall made some beautiful best runs. Game. Uh, maybe needs to be a bit more. Um, the only criticism I would have it needs to be a yeah. bit more potent Clinical. as a forward. Yeah. Because he he got loads of chances, but but managed to doesn't shoot seem, them at the keeper. Doesn't seem to get much power on his shots. Seems to play, doesn't never gets a thirty yard pole driver. Seems to no. be all just inside the area. But he gets place. in good position to then sort of like in, in the eighteen yard box, and then just bend yeah. it around the keeper. But he always seems to go low yeah. at where low. where the keeper is. So doesn't seem to ever make sense. But once everyone's fit and fighting for a first team spot, we'll, we'll definitely be moving up the league quite sharply. Yeah. This is this yesterday's result is definitely a good spring ball for that. And Gillingham last week is now well behind us. So we've got to look forwards. You're only as good as your last performance, and we now need to follow this performance up with another one next week at Bradford. Uh, Desena was laying into Clark at times. I noticed. So you know for his wayward passing. So Clark has got to sharpen up a lot there. That's. In the players' ratings, you'll see why I've I've not sort of really given him too much. He's still in for this long, long passing, which I, I really can't can't get to. And Desaden was saying there's easier passes on. Yeah. So it's nice to see some passion and, and intelligence from within the squad, and, and it just shows that no one is beyond being told that they're not doing well, even the club captain. And that's you know the great experience that Desaden brings. You know. Yes. If he's you know telling a player to do something, no one's going to say to him, "Well, what do you know?" You know, yeah. you're speaking to a defender who's played for Liverpool at the highest level, absolutely at international great, level. Great experience. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, at Chris underscore Holmes twenty four said, "Great performance today. Higher pressing and shorter passing is helping our football become more easy on the eye." Bang on, great shout. Yeah, absolutely. Great shout. Um, and uh, the, at the authentic Gaz again. Um, any ideas how Dags missed out on man of the match today? <laughs> he was immense. One goal and three assists. Hashtag travesty. Well. The man of the match is decided by the people who sponsor the man of the match package, and that was, I understand, Anderson Travel. There have been some random man of the matches this season. Even when we were losing games, an Orient player still gets man of the match, which I understand. Because at home you will. But don't announce it though, just do it after the match and put it in the programme so no one notices. <laughs> if you're losing Brush two, it under the losing two, and at, two and at home, for example, at home at Preston. Who cares about man of the match for an Orient player? Who cares? I don't. Yeah. It makes it a laughing stock. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, yeah, the only pers- people who thought Vince Lowe was man of the match were the sponsors. No yeah. ones who matter. That must be their favourite player because clearly Dagnall was. Oh, was Dagnall should have been a shoo in for that. Yeah. So, player ratings, Paul, you want to go with yours and I'll cut in if I disagree. 
Fine. Uh, I rated Legends at a six. Wasn't a fault for the goal. That had not really much to do. The same with Omazusi and Cuthbert at sixes. Clark I marked down at a five, um, just for his wayward passing. Um, but but generally really untested. Uh, Desainer I gave a seven. Cox I gave an eight. I might have given Desainer an eight because I thought he played really well, and I might have actually given Cox a seven. Because I feel apart from his goal, he was quite quiet. Okay. Uh, right and Vincelo I gave sixes. Yeah, uh, generally, you know, did okay. Nothing special. Pritchard worked hard. Was a bit anonymous, but he works hard down that right, given it's not his natural position. Yeah. Uh, Dagnall, I got gave him a nine. Would have got a ten if he'd have put away more of the chances he was given, because yeah. you know, despite him scoring and and assisting in three, you know, he still it doesn't paint the true picture. And I gave Plasmati a seven. Fine, that's good. I I'm probably going to give Dagnall a ten, only because on paper. Scored the team scored four. He scored one and assisted three. Yeah, but yeah. the chances that he missed I'm was still the only it. reason I marked him down. I can't understand because it's not a perfect game. I've got no idea what he says. But I'm going to give him a ten. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, subs: Price a five, Sawyer a five, and Mooney. I gave a seven too because I thought he was good. His Mooney was very was good. good. I love David Mooney. Um, so yes, you do. that three points moves us to ninety from the league out of yep. the relegation places. Yeah. So we played eighteen, won four, drawn seven, lost seven, nineteen points. But that was a great win because it's pulled back some of our shortfall on goal difference. So we now have a minus three goal difference. Yeah. Which isn't the end of the world. Nope. So as always, we've got our positives and negatives. Yeah. What do you want to do? I'll do positives this week. Yeah. First home win. Yep. No new injury concerns. Yep. Although DeSena had his leg strapped, but that's probably just precautionary. Well, the good thing is we don't have a midweek match. So now it's all about Bradford next Saturday. That's right. So all the players got seven days to recover. Yeah, absolutely. And Dagnall's performance is the final positive. Absolutely. Best from Nothing else to say on that. by a mile. Absolutely. Uh, negatives, didn't keep a clean sheet, which would have been nice. Second, as Paul mentioned before, Clark is still playing inaccurate long balls out of defence. Um, thirdly, Josh Wright still doesn't look at his best. Maybe he's got one eye on his Saturday night plans after he tweeted. Um, <laughs> Josh Wright could play a, a fantastic crossfield ball, but he can't seem to play more shorter passes. So, as always, it leads us on to our Hero of the Week. There's only going to be one hero of the week this week, and congratulations to Mr. Chris Dagnall. Well done, Chris. I said, scored one, three assists, a beautiful man, and done well. So he gets a hero of the week, which leads us on. Bradford away next yep. week. Um, they drew yesterday one all. Drew one all at home to Gillingham, who scored in the 93rd minute. That's Bradford it. are in 12th, and they're four points ahead of us. So if we win that, then we'll be back around the mid-table position. And if we can cement a mid-table position in the league by Christmas, it gives us a good kind of stepping stone to go and surge into the playoffs, because this season's not over yet by any stretch of the imagination. And some of the, play, some of the football we're playing has been absolutely superb. Which leads us on, finally... To a huge announcement. Yes, so, very excited. Only confirmed literally about 10 minutes before we started recording. Yep. So, obviously, we've interviewed previously two Orient legends. We've interviewed Matt Lockwood and Frank Clark, and both have interviews are available on SoundCloud and iTunes. And we're about to confirm our third interview is. Do you want to drum roll for it? Yep, yeah, I think so. You can do the announcement, yeah? Okay. Mr. Scott McLeish. Yeah. Four-time Orient player, twice on loan with us. He's um, got a lot to say, I'm sure. A lot of good times he's seen. Played with a lot of good players, a lot of Orient, well-known Orient players. So thanks very much to Scott. Any questions you've got for us, email or tweet 
orientoutlook at outlook.com is the email at orientoutlook is the Twitter handle and it will also be put on the forums so please put any questions for him there that you'd want us to ask uh, and we will put them across to him yeah that interview will be early December and we look forward to bringing that to you before Christmas Christmas absolutely um, but yeah really excited about Scott one of the best leapers um, jumpers with the ball for headers oh he's amazing um, and yeah Scott plenty of orient gone was one of the most kind of interview sort of after interview requests we uh we had so amazing so thanks to Scott and just leads us to yeah if you're going to Bradford um, safe journey Saturday have a safe journey yep sing up, up for the boys irrespective of how they play support them get behind them massive match gets us back in the mid table if we win absolutely and uh, yeah certainly pushes us up so it now leaves us just finally to sign off with the uh, for the first time this season officially and properly um, status quo have a good week everybody join us next week yeah as always keep calm listen to the Orient Outlook and up the O's